This is Forced Migration Review, Issue 60, March 2019. Educating Unaccompanied Children in U.S. Shelters by Kylie Diebold, Carrie Evans, and Emily Hornung. Educational services provided to unaccompanied children in government-funded shelters in the U.S. must be examined more critically in order to better meet the children's varied needs and federal standards for public education. Since 2014, more than 250,000 unaccompanied children have arrived at the southwestern border of the United States, U.S., in search of protection, and note one. Upon arrival, most unaccompanied children are placed in the custody of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement, HHS ORR, and transferred to government-funded shelter facilities. Shelter facilities are contracted by HHS slash ORR to provide unaccompanied children with services, including medical and mental health care, case management, recreation, and educational programming. Since unaccompanied children are not permitted to enroll directly in the public school system while living in shelters, children must be offered on-site schooling that provides them with the knowledge and skills necessary to transition into a local school, and note two, when they leave the shelter to enter the care of a vetted caregiver. Educational Requirements in Shelters In the U.S., all children, regardless of their immigration status, are entitled to access free public primary and secondary education. There are specific guidelines setting out the minimum educational standards and services for unaccompanied children who are detained in shelters. These have been adapted by HHS ORR into its Unaccompanied Children Program Policies and Procedures, herein referred to as ORR Guide. And note 3. According to the ORR guide, permanent shelter facilities must provide bullet point 1 an initial educational assessment within 72 hours of a child's admission to determine the child's level of academic development, literacy, and linguistic ability. Bullet point 2. Educational services with 6 hours of instruction per day, Monday to Friday, to take place in a structured classroom environment throughout the calendar year. Bullet point three, instruction in basic academic subject areas including science, social studies, mathematics, reading, writing, physical education, and English language development. Bullet point four, academic reports and progress notes for every student. Bullet point five, educational and classroom materials that are reflective of the children's diversity and that are sensitive to differences. Bullet point six, materials in all native languages represented at the facility. Bullet point seven, curricula that include remedial education, after-school tutoring, and opportunities for academic advancement, such as special projects, independent studies, and preparation courses for the General Educational Development, GED test, which provides certification equivalent to the U.S. high school diploma. Practices and challenges. HHS ORR currently operates more than 100 permanent shelters across 17 states, which vary in size from fewer than 30 children to over 400 children. While these shelters must comply with the minimum educational requirements established by the ORR guide, various factors, including the facility's physical size, staff expertise, lack of a standardized curriculum, and degree of support from the local school district, mean that educational programming differs across shelters. With limited assistance from HHS ORR, 
Many shelters struggle to find the time and resources that are required to adequately develop curricula and implement creative educational services. Shelters are often limited in the physical space they have available and must make adaptations to provide education to all children. Some shelters navigate this issue by organizing schooling into shifts. However, finding teachers for the extended day can be a struggle. Shelters may also increase student-teacher ratios to accommodate more students. Whether students are grouped by age or according to academic development and linguistic ability is a decision taken by the shelter teachers and both options pose challenges for classroom instruction. A qualified teacher may not always be available to complete the initial educational assessment, meaning that a lesser trained staff member may step in. When there are vacant teaching positions, candidates who do not meet all the ideal criteria, bilingual, certified to teach English language learners, and with knowledge about unaccompanied children, may be offered positions to prevent a gap in educational services to children. Developing curricula to meet the diverse educational needs of unaccompanied children in shelters is a constant challenge. According to the ORR guide, curriculum content should be based on local educational standards, be consistent with that facility's average length of stay, and be tailored to the specific level and ability of each child. However, classrooms host students of varying ages and educational backgrounds who enter and exit care at different times. These factors, combined with behavioral issues, fluctuating levels of interests in education, and trauma responses often restrict the teacher's ability to adequately prepare students for entering a local school system after release. Individual students' needs can easily go unaddressed. Students who remain in care for longer than the average length of stay may repeat the curriculum if shelter staff cannot arrange new learning opportunities for them, which puts some students at risk of becoming disengaged and missing out on educational advancement. As federally contracted facilities which receive financial grants, shelters should comply with federal laws and standards designed to protect students with disabilities, special needs, or limited English skills, and take into account other factors such as race, gender identity, and age. Although most unaccompanied children arriving at the southwestern border are Spanish-speaking, some speak indigenous Mayan languages, and others are from countries such as Guinea, Ghana, India, and Bangladesh leading to linguistically diverse classrooms. Locating interpreters and culturally relevant materials for less widely spoken languages can be difficult, which hinders students' access. Furthermore, although federal law protects the rights of individuals with disabilities, students in shelters may not be properly diagnosed due to limited access to qualified and certified assessors. Without an accurate diagnosis and access to necessary support services, students with disabilities may struggle to learn. Lastly, because educational programs and shelters typically do not receive state or local funding and are not legally required to adhere to state educational standards and guidelines, the state is not involved in monitoring these programs. Instead, HHS ORR conducts minimal monitoring. Students do not participate in national or state standardized assessments and no uniform learning criteria or benchmarks have been developed for these programs. Despite these challenges, we offer several recommendations and opportunities to encourage student success, both while in shelter schools and when they transition to local schools. Introduction to Shelter School. Unaccompanied children come from a wide variety of educational backgrounds, and most are unfamiliar with educational norms and practices in the US. 
The classroom environment may be unlike anything the student has ever experienced before, especially if they did not attend school regularly in the past or if their school in their home country had severely limited resources. Teachers and shelters should help students to understand the rules, norms, practices, and expectations of U.S. schools. Students who do not learn how to act appropriately may be labeled negatively and be removed from the classroom once they transition to a local school. It is therefore important to teach positive behaviors from the outset. Providing individual or small group classroom orientations led by a teacher's assistant or other support staff that take place outside the main classroom can be beneficial in welcoming new students and helping them adjust while avoiding the scenario in which, with arrivals of new children occurring many times per week, children receive the same orientation multiple times. We also recommend that teachers incorporate daily living skills and U.S. social norms into their teaching, as the students may not have previously been exposed to this information. Assessment and learning. Assessments for a student in a shelter should focus on the strengths and abilities of the student in his or her native language, rather than highlight knowledge gaps or lack of English language skills. These assessments should be thoughtfully designed to capture all the necessary information. We recommend that assessments are administered by a qualified educator who has the resources and training to appropriately identify a student's needs. An interpreter may be necessary to properly assess some students. Furthermore, shelters should avoid offering self-guided instruction unless the student completes the shelter's standard curriculum or is academically advanced. In these cases, distance learning programs that allow students to gain secondary school credits are recommended provided the coursework is overseen by a shelter teacher. For students with limited English or literacy skills, online language learning platforms and audio learning tools can reinforce what they learn in the classroom. Partnerships. Some shelters have explored establishing partnerships with their local school districts to assist with the provision of educational services to unaccompanied children, and note four. These partnerships can expand access to qualified teachers, special education services, and experienced evaluators of educational needs and disabilities. Partnerships with school districts may also offer students who stay for an extended period in a shelter access to enhanced curricula and the opportunity to obtain credit for the classes they pass. This increases the likelihood that they will complete the secondary school course requirements before they reach the upper age limit to obtain a secondary school diploma, age 21 in most U.S. states. Partnerships with local school districts may also increase general monitoring of educational programming in shelters and help to ensure that it aligns with state requirements. Given that local school districts are not obliged to educate students in shelters and do not receive state funding to do so, we recommend that HHS ORR provides financial support to boost and sustain this collaboration. Local school districts. The full range of professionals who are involved in education for unaccompanied children should advocate for the quick and fair enrollment of students in local schools once they have left shelters. Once enrolled, we recommend that an orientation is provided and that the student is assessed in order to properly determine class placement and necessary support services. Shelter teachers can support these efforts by sending detailed educational records and recommendations for specific services or an individualized education plan with children when they leave the shelter. Caregivers should be instructed to bring this paperwork both when they enroll the child and for the teacher on the child's first day of school. Additionally, 
Schools must adhere to guidance issued by the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights, end note 5, and ensure that documents are translated and interpreters are offered for sponsoring guardians with limited English proficiency so that they can actively engage in their child's education. Lastly, we recommend that educators and other service providers continue to seek new strategies for successful outcomes and advocate for fair treatment for all unaccompanied children in their communities. By Kelly Diebold, capital K, capital D, I E B O L D, at USCCB.org. Children's Services Specialist, Migration and Refugee Services, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, USCCB, at www.usccb.org slash about slash migration dash and dash refugee dash services and Carrie Evans at k-e-r-r-i dot e-v-a-n-s at b-c dot e-d-u doctoral candidate Boston College School of Social Work at www.bc.edu slash social work and Emily Hornu, E-M-I-L-Y-E-H-O-R-N-U-N-G, at gmail.com, Behavioral Specialist Consultant slash Mobile Therapist, Pennsylvania Counseling Services and Independent Contractor, Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, at www.lirs.org. The opinions expressed herein are those of the authors alone and do not necessarily represent the opinions or positions of the USCCB, Pennsylvania Counseling Services, or Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service. End note 1. A child under the age of 18 who arrives at the U.S. border without lawful immigration status or a parent or legal guardian to provide care and physical custody is considered an unaccompanied child. End note 2. In the U.S., public schools are grouped into school districts, which are governed by school boards. Each district is an independent, special-purpose government, which operates under the guidelines of the U.S. federal government, each U.S. state government, and its local school board. End note 3. Office of Refugee Resettlement, 2015. ORR Guide, Children Entering the United States Unaccompanied. At bit.ly slash capital O, capital R, capital R, guide, dash capital U, capital A, capital C, dash 2015. End note 4. Ho S. 2018. U.S. School Districts Weigh Duty to Youth Migrant Shelters. At bit.ly slash Boston News, dash U.S., dash schools, dash districts dash shelters end note 5 u.s department of education 2018 schools civil rights obligations to english learner students and limited english proficient parents at www.ed.gov slash about slash offices slash list slash ocr slash ell resources
FMR is an open access publication. You are free to download, copy, distribute, or link to this article, as long as it is for non-commercial purposes and the author and FMR are attributed. All articles published in FMR are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License.